I take a lot of pride in having guests onto the podcast and asking them questions that I think are going to benefit and help your photography. You know, the guests that I handpick to come on here offer something to all listeners, whether you're a pro, a hobbyist, or just someone, I don't know, someone who loves listening to talk about photography. You know, not every place in the world has a community where they can go to talk shop with other photographers. I feel like this is a community and a space surrounding that. So when I decided to record this specific episode, it was something that was very hard for me to do because it's also the most vulnerable that I've ever been in anything that I've made, whether that's a podcast, an article that I've written, a video that I've recorded and put on YouTube, anything like that. This is the most difficult thing I've done because it talks a lot about my experiences versus me asking other people about their experiences and what they've been through. And it really shed a light on how amazing photographers are that do come on the podcast to talk about things that they've gone through and talk about their creativity and be vulnerable with you guys and and with me because I didn't realize how difficult that was until I recorded this episode. So kudos to them because they're way braver than I am just asking them questions. They're the ones talking about their experiences and sharing things that they've gone through. And when I sat down to record this episode, I found myself feeling better about what I'm going to discuss, feeling better about the creative process, and something called mindfulness that I've introduced into my photography too, and how that gives me space for mental health in photography. And while I mention mental space and mindfulness, I do want to plug the next episode that will be coming out with John Barclay because we go way more into mindfulness, creative space, headspace, all of this when you're trying to create an image. So be on the watch for that. But for now, let's get to this episode. I really, really hope that you guys take a lot away from it because I feel like it's one of the most untalked about things in photography and in art in general right now. The Landscape Photography Show is a podcast where you can listen to your favorite photographers talk about their journey in photography. It's a place where you can be inspired and also learn how to take better photos. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome into this episode of the Landscape Photography Show. You know, this is something that I wanted to do with the show from time to time. Not really frequently, but every so often, I wanted to pick a topic that I thought was really important in landscape photography and do a whole episode on it of the research that I've done, of things that I've been through in landscape photography. So no show guest today. We're not doing an interview. We're switching it up just a little bit. It's something, like I said, I wanted to do from time to time. And today's topic, I really wanted to talk about mental health and landscape photography and, and kind of what that means because landscape photography is so much more than taking just a bunch of pretty pictures and going to cool locations and 
kind of copying everybody else's photos. Landscape photography is about your own expression in shooting your photography, creating your personal style, and really having an experience with the images based on your creative vision. And mental health goes into that so much that typically we don't even realize that it's happening. You know, we go out, we scout locations, we try to find the best light, and then we try to photograph that based on the knowledge that we have on a location or how to take a specific type of photo. So we're oftentimes caught up in this mindset of we have to nail the shot and we lose the experience part along the way. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. It's actually, honestly, one of the most difficult episodes that I've ever recorded. It's one of the most difficult things that I've ever recorded. That goes into video content that I've even filmed on my YouTube channel, things I've shared on social media. It goes into a lot of the issues with mental health and people who are struggling with that and how art and photography plays into that role and the mindfulness that we have to achieve through photography to get that experience, not only with our photography, but also to overcome the stigma that comes with mental health and art so often. And and I think art goes with mindfulness so much. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. This is hard for me. Uh, just basically, I want you to imagine that you grew up in a place where you had every opportunity in the world. You grew up in a place and in a way and in a culture where everything was attainable, everything was easy for you, you had options, you had so many things at your fingertips that you could easily go out into the world and find within 15 minutes. Now picture yourself moving just a four hour plane ride to a small island in the Caribbean where life is much more difficult. Uh, You move to a place where mental health becomes one of the things that you think about every single day. You're surrounded by traumatic sights. You're surrounded by poverty. You're surrounded by hunger. You're surrounded by people who don't have a safe place to go. You're surrounded by women who don't have a safe place to go to give birth. And you're trying to fix all those things. Um, that's really the life that I transitioned to abruptly in March of 2017. And going into a culture like that is shocking. It is an eye-opening experience. It's a humbling experience. And it's what I experienced when I moved to the island of Haiti that shares half of the island with the Dominican Republic and moved there to be a missionary. Um, I moved there with my wife and we went through a lot of things that I'll spare you the details on 
but later arose in very traumatic ways. Um, after a year, we moved to a different part of the country where we spent another year and really went through some difficult times, not in our marriage or in our relationship or anything like that, but some difficult times in our surroundings um, and kind of what we thought about the world, kind of what we thought about our upbringing, where we came from, and then ultimately came to a place where we wanted to come back to our upbringing and our location in the United States and in Tennessee specifically where we're from. And one of the things um, that led us to leaving uh, Haiti from our missionary life was that, you know, I was kind of burnt out in it. Um, I experienced a lot of things that, again, I won't go into the details on, but traumatic experiences. So I was dealing with a lot of mental space that was not healthy and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was confused and really just tired uh, and had no emotional connection to anything whatsoever. I was completely detached from the world around me. And sorry, this is just a little bit difficult to talk about. Um, Through that there came a uprising against the government. There were riots in the street against the government. There were blockades down the street. We couldn't get within a mile of the house where we were living. I had several incidences in traffic of where I was trying to get to different places just to, you know, get a bag of chips from the local grocery store and trying to get back being stuck in traffic with blockades on the road, people yelling and uh, having to like weave at full speed in a car around a fire or a rock or a tree that was blocking the road. So going through things like that, completely detached me from the creative space and from emotion and from just creating anything at all. And I was really just overall dead inside and my mental health space was really struggling. It wasn't until I came back and started noticing a lot of changes in my life in the United States of having different options of being able to access so many things like having choices in a grocery store and having a lot of anxiety problems about traveling. Um, The last time that I did travel before coming back to the United States was going into a situation that became very volatile. So a lot of that emotion and a lot of those memories were still coming up for me and, and if you know anything about photography, you know, we typically travel to some pretty exotic locations and try to get some really good photos and want to come out of it with a good experience. But just flying to a place like San Diego, California, I suffered severe anxiety, had panic attacks, and really didn't know how to handle things like that. And that is my lowest point. And when I checked myself into therapy sessions that occurred weekly, 
through those therapy sessions, I discovered that I was going through symptoms of PTSD. I was struggling with anxiety and panic attacks, like I said, but they were spurred on by traumatic experiences that I had completely blocked out of my memory and traumatic experiences that honestly I didn't know how to deal with. And that's what led me to discovering so much about the creative space and discovering so much about what goes on for landscape photographers, even if you don't have traumatic experiences, but if you're struggling with creative blocks in landscape photography, this can play into that as well. And it wasn't until my therapist and my counselor really uh, challenged me to look up what what people have done through PTSD and through mental health problems of breaking out of that. And one of the resources that I found was a TED Talk. And it talked all about, you know, the stigma of PTSD, the stigma of mental health, the stigma of counseling and, and trying to work through those things in the United States. And it does get a negative stigma. You know, people with PTSD are seen as soldiers that come back who are, you know, struggling to fit into society. And that's not really often the case. PTSD can come up just from flashbacks of driving in the car and the light hits just right or a sound that happens and you have a flashback. One of the interesting things they said was when you go through something traumatic with mental health is that your verbal part of the brain that communicates actually shuts down and that's what causes people to go into this state of like frozen shock they can't speak they can't explain what happened even looking back on the event it's really difficult for them to explain what they went through and what they were experiencing at the time going into emotional things and that has connections to art as well and one of the things that this TED talk talked about was she would have people who had been through PTSD paint on masks what they were feeling what they were experiencing what they were thinking and through that artwork they were ultimately able to express what had happened to them. And that opened up that part of the brain that allows you to communicate about what happened to them. And it helped them achieve more within their recovery than anything else. And they had a higher success rate of acclimating back into a different culture versus what they had been through and what they experienced and my counselor really challenged me to do the same thing with my photography and it ultimately led me to knowing and remembering why I loved photography in the first place why I love the creative process in the first place with photography and also allowed me to overcome a lot of the trauma and anxiety that I was feeling and Expression like that helps photographers get what they're feeling out. And I share this stuff not only to describe what it was like for me coming out of a creative block and a creative uh, downside, but 
it's also going to be helpful to you because sometimes in life you go through these things you go through a divorce a death in the family uh, a breakup a you know traumatic physical experience uh, and you really struggle with creative processes coming out of that you know a few episodes we talked with Aaron Bobnick about her experience with creativity coming out of the California wildfires that happened just over a year ago and the way she worked through it and her thoughts about it if you want to check that episode out it's in the show notes but that leads me to the thought on how photography is so much more than taking pretty pictures and going to different locations because what happened through that was it helped me remember expression creative expression how i see the world how others can see the world through my lens and it got me excited about photography again going through this process of the creative expression helped my photography become better and it can also help your photography become better because it can help you create a creative vision an artistic style in your photography and all these things that go into that so creative expression are things like remembering when you started landscape photography what did you enjoy taking photos of you know for me it would be like a hike and photographing things like a spider web just after a really misty morning that had a lot of the dew drops coming off of it and using like a macro style to photograph that. I never do that anymore or I hadn't at the time because I was so consumed in that grand shot, that shot that would get me tons of likes on social media and basically only feed my ego which I believe I've completely eliminated at this point or done a very good job of diminishing by going through this experience of creative style and creative expression. And what happens with that is you fall in love with your own creative style again. You know, when you're going for those likes, you're going for that social media push, if you will, with your landscape photography, you're not doing photography for you. You're doing it to feed the likes, the comments, the shares, and all that on social media. So when you become mindful and I'm going to talk about mindfulness in just a second is when you start taking photos that you love again it's when you start connecting to the images that you love again it's when you start knowing that hey this is how I see the world and this is how others can see the world through my images so one of the things that really helped me was being mindful and we talked about mindfulness through my experiences with things like what's called EMDR and remembering everything that was going on with that. And it's things like uh, having a traumatic event that I experienced in traffic. And we went through things like what were you smelling at the time? What were you seeing at the time? What were you hearing at the time? What was the taste of the time what was going through all of your senses at that moment and how can we rediscover those things that you went through to diminish the amount of anxiety that you're feeling about them right now it was interesting when the time came up at the end of that when 
she described going through something as my safe place and describing that. And I picked a location that I always go to in Great Smoky Mountains National Park to photograph a place where no one else goes. There's a waterfall there. You know, it's typically a cool fall morning when I'm there or midday and it's kind of misty and rainy. I always go to my favorite coffee shop right before that and kind of just go out there and just sit and watch and listen. And my counselor said, well, you realize you're doing mindfulness with your photography. So this experience shouldn't be that foreign to you. And I quickly discovered that mindfulness, being mindful and acknowledging everything that's going on around you, will help your photography in a connection to your creative style. So what do I mean by that? It's going out into a location and figuring out what's going on around you by paying attention to all of your senses. You know, what are you tasting at that time? What are you smelling at that time? And you know, it may not even be a pleasant smell if you're going to something like Yellowstone National Park and you're in like the geyser area and you smell a lot of sulfur that's a smell it's an unpleasant smell but it's still a smell nonetheless are the trees around you and the leaves rustling in the wind are they making noise is you know their wildlife nearby what are you seeing with that what are you thinking with that how cold is it how warm is it are you sitting on a cold rock as I do in my location where I go in mindfulness. All those things wrap up into the experience of slower photography. All those things are wrapped up into, okay, I'm going out to create a photo. How do I photograph this place best? And what's going on right now that I can capture in an image and how can I do so in a way that speaks to my photography and not just everybody else's that I've already shot because that's the goal here is creating your own artistic style so let's go through an example real quick and we'll use the same location that I do is that location in Great Smoky Mountains National Park of saying I'm stepping into this waterfall what do I taste? Well, I taste the coffee that I get when I go out there. What do I smell? I smell fresh rain. I smell the water and the fresh rain in the waterfall as it hits the the river below and kind of creates mist that leads to what I feel. You know, you feel the mist on your face as you're taking the images. You feel the water that you're wading in going on around you. You feel the cold rock that you sit on and kind of look for a composition. What do you see? You know, that's pretty easy. You see a waterfall, but what do you see beyond that? You know, you typically step into a location of seeing the grand landscape, the waterfall, the main subject, what's going on around that waterfall. Are there streams coming off of it? Are there leaves swirling in the water? Is there moss on the sides of that waterfall and then what is your emotion at that time is a really big one typically for me in that moment it's happiness um 
But emotions can also go into things like if you're photographing a landscape and you've just been through, you know, a loss in the family, you may be feeling sadness and experiencing that sadness. Uh, and your photo style can reflect that by being in black and white or being in a style that that person meant to you and maybe a style that they enjoyed with your photography. And it becomes a deeper connection to your images instead of an image that you've seen time and time again and a composition that you've seen time and time again on social media. And it can help you connect to your images again and create what's known as a mindfulness experience. And my safe place was a launch pad in that. So what I want to encourage you to do is practice mindfulness in the field. And I want you to practice creating an image, but doing so in a very slow manner and in a very slow way. And that comes into things like we've talked about. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you feel? What do you taste? All those things go into creating a mindful experience and an experience and a story around the photograph. And it leads you to a connection like to images like never before because it leads to storytelling like never before. You know, we talked with Josh Cripps not too long ago about storytelling and in photography and I feel like this podcast that right now is a very timely episode to be released right now based on you know what we've talked with Josh Cripps about what we've talked with Sarah Marino talks about with slow photography and connecting with nature and a location and protecting that location so all this talk about mindfulness, about mental health and photography is to show that photography is a healing process. You know, I've been very vulnerable in this episode. These are things that I've haven't even talked, you know, a lot with my family about. Talked with my wife about it a lot. But talking with my family, talking with my friends. These are things that don't come up. But I feel like photography and the community that surrounds photography is a community that is so well-developed in the mental space, whether you realize it or not. You have a connection to vision and you have a connection to artwork that a lot of people have a hard time expressing and because we have an eye for that allows us to see the world in a different way it allows us to connect with our emotions in a different way and it allows us to think about locations in a different way so thinking about photography differently than will this composition get me double the likes on instagram Will this composition or the video behind this image give me um, more shares on Facebook? Something like that is simply just driving ego. It eliminates connection from your images because you fail to take photos for your own self 
you fail to feed into that creative expression that we need as landscape photographers. And I feel like a lot of people may be coming up with the argument right now of, well, creative expression doesn't really pay the bills or creative expression, you know, doesn't allow me to build my business. And I would definitely disagree with that because a lot of times, you know, some of the best photographers, some of the photographers that I look up to, let's take like someone like David Thompson, for example, who goes into swamps and photographs just amazing swamp scenes with cypress trees and old man's beard coming off of the trees and this this mossy texture that's all around and there's mist coming off the water you know those are very small scenes that you have to work pretty hard to get to and they're places that no one was really photographing everyone was kind of going out west and taking these massive landscape shots and then he started sharing those and people were amazed by them. I'm amazed by them, influenced by them even, uh, and and make me want to visit locations like that and explore that type of photography. So doing something different, doing something that is creative to you, doing something that's a personal project for you can really yield a lot of great things not only for your photography, but for your enjoyment of life, for your happiness, for protecting locations, if that's around your photography mindset of something that you want to achieve with your photography and the connection to images like never before. You know, if you're struggling, I would encourage you to practice mindfulness even before you press the shutter, practice mindfulness about everything that's going on in your photography. Practice mindfulness about everything that's going on in your life. Practice mindfulness about slowing down. And then I would encourage you, if you continue to struggle with that, you know, and you feel like it's reached the level of needing to go to a counselor or something like that, to do so, to eliminate the stigma around counseling, around mental health, and just take care of yourself. You know, it's an ongoing thing for me. I've definitely gotten better through the process and really experienced uh, a lot more joy when it comes to traveling when it comes to realizing that I'm not in those moments of trauma anymore. You know, I'm in a, a pretty safe place, realistically, in reality, when, when I think about it. When I was going through those things in California uh, and going through those panic attacks and severe anxiety uh, to the point where I was literally breaking down in every aspect to where like I couldn't even keep a to-do list in my mind and figure out what I needed to do next. Going through that and traveling alone was an extremely difficult experience. I haven't experienced uh, any more of those since then. So I'm getting better. I would say that I still have a ways to go in that, but 
I do have community around me who knows what I'm going through. I have community around me who encourages me to keep going. But I wanted to use this space and this platform for you to encourage you to keep going towards using your experiences and using your mindfulness to create images, create whatever you do, videos, uh, if you know, photography, even just photos of like your kids, if you're an enthusiast, just have a mindfulness experience around that. And it's going to lead to way better images because you will have a deeper connection to those images. I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, just because it was really difficult for me to share. It's something that's been on my list that I wanted to do for a long time now. I know that everybody listening to this podcast uh, is supportive of the podcast, supportive of me, and I greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to continue the podcast and love talking to guests, which will continue next week. But I just wanted to let you know about my thoughts, let you know about my thoughts on mindfulness, on how you can have a deeper connection to your images. And if you are struggling with things to talk about them, don't be afraid to share. And ultimately, don't be afraid to be vulnerable about those things.